Welcome back to the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Mo, And this is The Mormon. We're out here again. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm... Mormon as ever? More, you know, as Mormon as I can be. I try. That's right. (laughs) Guys, today is a very special podcast. We're making history today on the Sports Hour. We have our first ever guest on the podcast. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. (laughs) He is the man, the myth, the legend, the beard, Jordan Fox. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Wow. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I don't know what I did to deserve uh, a nickname or all the titles that you just gave me, but uh, yeah, I'm stoked to be here, so thanks for having me. We are glad to have <laughs> you, we're, my friend. We're just trying to make everyone more excited to like think that somebody really cool is coming on the podcast. Seriously, so, give me some yeah, kind of noteworthy yeah. title of like, wow, this guy's a big deal. Listens yeah, are down, exactly, yeah, people, We're going to be honest. People, Listens are down. We need something else. <laughs> we're doing anything at this point, honestly. So That's right. <laughs> oh, we'll just wait till these hot takes start coming through. Ooh, fire! Fire we'll takes! Yes. Right yeah, yes, yeah today... Today we are doing a uh, fantasy football mock draft. So, uh, you know, Mitch and I are both really into fantasy football and uh, we're really excited to to get into this new season. So we thought, hey, how about we do a mock draft in like June? Because, you know, why not? What else are we going to talk about? Seriously, Baseball? What else does one I'm just kidding. Do? The World Cup? Nobody cares about soccer. This is America, America isn't in it. I right. don't care. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we'll be doing this fantasy football mock draft live here. So as we're recording, we will be drafting, talking about our picks, uh, you know, kind of who's who's up to be picked, kind of what uh, what we're thinking, where we strategically would go in the draft and kind of give you some insight into how we draft. And uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time. We're about to drop some knowledge on you guys. It may not be good knowledge. It may not be viable, usable knowledge, <laughs> but we're going to drop a little on you. We're going to see how well it sticks. Yeah. I, I love that. That was so weird. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to be confident, man. I'm trying Listen, to be if there's I, I one love... thing I want people to take away from this, is that drafting three quarterbacks is a viable strategy. That's right. And no RBs. Three quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. See, this is this is where we're gonna. I mean, we're just gonna like this is gonna be good, guys. So you know what? Stick around, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Let's get into it. We're going to be doing a mock draft, fantasy football mock draft. Um, We're going to be doing 15 rounds today, guys. Um, We are going to set this up similar to the league that we actually all play in. Dallin will be a new member this year in this league. Um, But Jordy and I have played in this league. I've played in this league for a long time. Jordy's played in it for the last couple years. And um, so we're going to format the draft similar to our league. Um... 15 total players, uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense, and then six uh, six bench positions. We have randomized the order, so Mitch Dodd, 33, which is me, will be drafting in the third spot. Uh, Lil Thoint, which is Dallin, 
the Mormon will be drafting in the four spot. So phenomenal. And Foxy Shazam, which is Jordan, he'll be drafting in the sixth spot. You sound like a seventies porn star. <clears throat> Dude, so. so fun fact, there's like a there's like an indie rock band floating around out there named Foxy Shazam. Oh. So I I'm really just stealing their their thunder right now. That's right. There you I go. I thought of the Shaq movie Shazam. Oh, oh yeah, that's way better. Yeah. yeah, that's way better. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we don't get sued by some random <laughs> I know, right? That's this just is, like, hey, this episode's, episode's going to never go up. <laughs> It'll get pulled down right away. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, anyway, let's get into it. Let's get going. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. Okay, so we're at the 103 first round, third pick right now. Lev Bell went number one overall. Uh, he was followed by Ezekiel Elliott, which I think is a little bit surprising, um, given who is still available um, at this spot, um, something I look into a lot and I'm really, is my go-to strategy in my fantasy drafts is I want to get my running backs early. There, this, the position is really thin and it drops off super early. Um, and so right now really at the one Oh three with Lev bell and Ezekiel Elliott gone, it makes, it's not even a question. You take Todd Gurley here. Mm. Um, going to be, do, are, are you? I mean, are we? Are we all kind of in agreement that Bell, Elliott, and Gurley are probably the top three running backs in fantasy football? Yeah, you... I think I think you could still put David Johnson in that argument um, because of he has the potential to be a thousand and a thousand guy, yeah. run for rush for a thousand yards and receive for a thousand yards. But with that quarterback gone now, where Carson Palmer, he had that rep, uh, that um, relationship with. Carson Palmer, that's gone now. He's got to build something new with as a Josh Rosen that's there. So, mm-hmm. um, I think you've got to knock him a little bit there just because he doesn't have a for sure thing throwing him the ball right now. And so, I think Todd Gurley definitely here. There's also the yeah. fear factor of David Johnson sat out all of last year, so people are going to be a little bit more hesitant to take him above those one, two, and three no-brainer guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I think. Todd Gurley's a pick here, and we don't have to think too hard about it. No, I don't think so. So, yeah, I'm taking Todd Gurley here. And so, Dallin, that puts you on the clock at the 104 spot. Who are you taking? Yeah. So, I'm going to – so, I'm looking at – so, right now, the projected number four is, like, David Johnson. Uh, they have Antonio Brown at five, Kamara at six. Um, I don't I, – I personally uh, stray away from second-year players at almost any position. Because I just think that sophomore year is kind of difficult. And I think a lot of players struggle in bouncing back from that. Uh, so I, I would hesitate personally to take like Alvin Kamara here. Especially because I don't know how much Kamara was like a fluke. And how much it's like real, his production level. Uh, and, you know, David Johnson was injured last year. But, I you know, he's obviously a solid player. And like Mitch said, a possible thousand and a thousand guy. So... I'll, I'll take David Johnson. I, 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 okay. I, I feel, and I feel good about that. At, at four, that's not bad. So Yeah, I mean, I think if Johnson, he can run for 1,000 yards. He may not receive for 1,000 yards, but he's. I think he's almost like a fully healthy David Johnson. You can almost count on him for at least 1,000. Yeah. Um, because he's, he's just that talented, and the offensive line really hasn't gotten worse in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Yeah, I think that's a solid pick at the one at the one hundred four for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So, one hundred five, Antonio Brown went to so the first wide receiver off the board, and now that puts Mister Fox on the clock. 
Yeah, so I'm a little bummed. I thought I was going to get to snag Antonio Brown here, uh, but he went right before me. So uh, I, I'm i looking here at the list. We've got Kamara. We've got Saquon, which this is way too early to take Saquon Barkley. Do you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, I've seen yeah. him in other drafts going as early as 105. Which is ridiculous. There's I don't no understand way. that at all. You can't do it. You can't do it. Um, so we're not we're not realistically taking Saquon from this spot. So it's kind of Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Kareem Hunt, that territory. Um, I love Alvin Kamara. Like Alvin Kamara can do no wrong in in my book. I absolutely love Alvin Kamara. And uh, with Ingram gonna be missing a few games, uh, I think Kamara's in a real good position to put up some ridiculous numbers early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alvin Kamara is absolutely gonna be my draft pick here at the the sixth spot. There we go. Yeah. That- that's a good point. I you know I forget that. How long is Ingram? Is he suspended? Is that it? Right. It's like so Ingram suspended for four games, yeah, and we'll four. Right. and we'll get to this later on. But really, I I really don't want Mark Ingram this year, and it's for a certain reason. And we'll when we get closer to about the time that he's going to start being drafted, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh-huh. But um, so yeah, now we're going to wait around. Um, Jordy will have the next pick at two oh five. Um. Teams, guys that have gone since then, since he took Alvin Kamara at the 106, uh, Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley went at 108, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and Dalvin Cook are the players that went in that order. Um, so now we're sitting at the 205. Jordy's sitting in a nice spot right now with not really a short turn or a long turn. He doesn't have to wait a whole lot of time in pick in between picks. So where where are you leaning now? It's a little awkward here. Just uh, there's a lot of running backs taken off the board. Like the the best running back we have available now is Christian McCaffrey or Lashawn McCoy, kind of in that range. Um, so I'm probably not going to be looking to double up on running backs right away. Uh, if we look over at wide receivers, we got Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Devonte Adams, that kind of realm. Um, I'm looking at Keenan Allen here. I like the Chargers a lot this year. Um, and Keenan Allen was an absolute stud last season. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I'm going to uh, break me off a little bit of Keenan Allen. It's going to be my draft pick. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think that's solid. Yeah, I mean, he he could perform better than that 16 spot that he was picked at. Um, I, I, like you said, he had a really solid year last year. And I, I, I am with you on uh, the Chargers this year. I think they're going to be real solid. So that yeah, might they be look, a, They a, look pretty a, fun. Yeah, that might be a steal there. So, All right, so I'm next. So Devontae Adams was picked after you, which is great because I'm looking at my boy Christian McCaffrey here. Um, partial partial because I am a Panthers fan, but uh, you You're know, I like... You're such a homer. That was the most homer I, pick you, ever. You know, I, I like... I, okay, first off, the only other guy in front of him is Michael Thomas, so it's not <laughs> like I'm reaching here, but... You know, I like what McCaffrey did this last year. I think uh, the way the offense is moving, it's moving in his favor. And now that Jonathan Stewart is out, uh, McCaffrey is that guy. He is officially fully the number one guy. And I think they're going to be able to really explore what he can do for their offense. And I think he's going to have himself a really good year this year. So I'm, I'm I, totally good with McCaffrey. I like that pick a lot. Um, I know you're a homer. You're a, you're a Panthers fan, but... <laughs> Um, I, I do like Christian McCaffrey there at the 207. I think that's that's a good value for him. It's not reaching, and it's not take, it's not taking he's not falling at all. That's about right where he's supposed to go, I think. Um, <clears throat> so with McCaffrey gone, I'm sitting in an interest, interesting spot here because I'm gonna be on a short turn. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna make a pick and then there's only four more picks until my next my next player that I pick. 
Um, I said earlier that I like to go running back, running back. I like to get my running backs early. But in this situation, because I know there's not a whole lot of picks here, I know I can go get a good, go get a good running back four picks later. I still like my options that I have there. So I'm going to look wide receiver. Um, and I think we're kind of in a tough spot here. The two best available are Michael Thomas and A.J. Green. Um, I'd like to hear your guys' takes on what you think. Who's going to have – who's – a more viable option, Michael Thomas or AJ Green, given that the offenses that they're in. So I think they're they're pretty comparable players. Um, it it would come down to quarterback play for me, to be honest. Um, and I would far rather have the the wide receiver who's having Drew Brees throw him the ball than mm-hmm. uh, AJ Green who's having a ball thrown to him by a trash can with arms. Um, <laughs> Michael Thomas would would probably be the pick for me here, but I don't know if you can go wrong really with either one. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I I probably would say the exact same thing. I mean, when you have Drew Brees as a quarterback, uh, I, I think as a wide receiver, that's that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, and I don't like Andy Dalton uh, whatsoever. So, uh, I mean, yeah. but AJ Green in the past has been like a top ten fantasy player. You know, so you right. do have that potential that you know that he could reach. If Andy, but it's all kind of dependent on his quarterback and that offense as a whole. So I would go Michael Thomas here as well, but I don't think AJ Green is too much of a stretch. If Here's you the other thing, uh, this, and this may be a little bit of a stretch from this spot, but only uh, three more spots down the list. We've got Adam Thielen out of Minnesota. That's what I was. That's exactly oh, what I was looking yeah. at because I really like the quarterback situation that they have there. And so, really, honestly, I think I I don't trust Mike Evans. I don't trust A.J. Green, not because A.J. Green's a bad player, but because of who's throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Doug Baldwin, but I think he's a little overvalued right now. And so I I really narrowed it down when, while you guys were talking to Michael Thomas or Adam Thielen. And <clears throat> you know what? It's about taking risks sometimes, and I'm going to go reach a little bit. I'm going to take Adam Thielen here. Oh, I love Adam Thielen. I like it. I like it. He was a stud last year. He was very much like Keenan Allen, just kind of under the radar, but just played really, really well. Right. So here's exactly what I'm talking about here. When I was talking about I could wait and go get another good running back, only one more running back went from my pick in the second round to my pick in the third round. After I picked Thielen, it was Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Mike Evans went, and then Devonta Freeman. Ooh. Went in uh, at the 302. So now I'm on the clock at the 303. Um, I'm going to take Jerick McKinnon here. I like him more than LaShawn McCoy. Um, Age-wise, I I think McCoy is going to be starting to get phased out here. I know he's mm-hmm. kind of what they got in Buffalo. Um, but I, I don't see him being as productive as he has been in years past. So... And McKinnon's going to have all the opportunity in the world in San Francisco with a young quarterback, a young coach, a blossoming offense in San Francisco. I think McKinnon's going to have all the options in the world, not just to carry the ball, but to be a receiving back. So I think at this position, I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon at 303. Okay. You don't like Joe Mixon? I haven't seen anything out of Mixon that I really like. Um, Yeah. I mean... Or your boy from the from the Bears, Jordan Howard. Oh, no, he's, he's no. leaving that for me. He's being a nice guy. Howard, yeah. <laughs> how, that's too early for Howard. That's too yeah. early for Howard. I, yeah, I'm the in other, this, uh, The other guy I would thought about was Gronkowski at this point. Cause, yeah, 
Three, the third round seems about appropriate. Late second, early third seems appropriate right. for Rob Gronkowski. So yeah, Gronkowski's hard because of his injury uh, history. You don't know how if he's going to play a full year. I'm kind of in an interesting spot here. I drafted two running backs to start. I have David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if I go for a receiver, I'm looking at Doug Baldwin or Josh Gordon or Tyreek Hill, which I think is kind of a stretch from where I'm at. Um, I think I'm going to draft running back here again and draft three running backs to start. And I don't know about you guys. I, I mean, I, I don't have a particular philosophy as far as drafting goes that like I have to get these guys in a certain order or a certain amount of a position by this point in the draft. It kind of just depends on how it rolls. Are you guys kind of the same with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, my, my mentality going into a draft is I'm going to go get my guy. So when I know where I'm picking in my draft, I'm going to make a point to go get my guy at that spot. After the first round, it's really you got to think about value. You really got to determine, like, is this guy really worth taking here? Um, but it's not really in any particular order. I tried to do a script one year, and it – really screwed me up for the rest of my draft. I mean, <clears throat> it's just really not worth it, I don't think, to make a script and say, I need to take this position at this spot. I feel mm-hmm. like I find myself uh, being a notorious every other picker. So once you get to the, those later picks of the draft where you're filling up those bench spots, I find myself just going running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it is just purely based out of who's the best guy available at the spot that you're you're drafting from. So... Sometimes it just works out that way. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, so as far as this pick bo- goes, I um, I think I'm going to take a ri- risk and take Joe Mixon. Uh, I think he has mm. a lot of potential, and I know he didn't play a lot last year, but the offense in Cincinnati is not very good, and I think uh, they might end up relying a lot on the run, and I think that'll benefit him. So I, the only other guy I would have gone was like Jordan Howard. Uh, but since that's like my flex position, cause I do have two running backs already, I'm okay with getting a little riskier guy there, uh, with the potential of throwing someone else in to fill that spot. So, right. I'm, I am a huge Joe Mixon fan, so I'm not upset Ugh. about this pick at all. He just feels gross to me. Like, I just don't, what I, feels gross about Le'Veon Bell incarnate? Oh, I wouldn't put him there. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I You're love, kicked off the show. I, You're not a guest anymore with that comment. Mixon, man. I love me, Joe Mixon. Le'Veon Bell incarnate. <laughs> yeah, that's a here. little bit of a stretch. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Like, we really haven't seen him play in, in the NFL. So I mean, he's I mean, going to have all the opportunity in the world. I'm not going right, to. I mean, exactly. I just. Yeah. And I'm not knocking him or anything. I don't think he's a bad player, but I just haven't seen anything that impressive from him yet. And so I think yeah. he's still just overvalued here. But yeah, he might be. That might be a little high, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, Jordan, what are you looking at? So we're in an awkward spot again. I mean, really, we've said that a couple of times now, but there have been a lot of running backs that have gone off the board, and I'm only sitting on Alvin Kamara right now. But in the wide receiver slots, we still got Doug Baldwin, Josh Gordon, and Tyree Kill sitting around, who I, I like all of those guys quite a bit within reason. Um, the problem for me Doug Baldwin's looking like the best uh, uh, pick available to me at this spot. Mm-hmm. I don't love Seattle this year. No, no, so I'm, I'm kind no, of I'm I'm worried about Seattle's offense. I realize that Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. He's going to throw the ball the same way he did. Um, but it, I, I like them 
just enough that it worries me to to start picking players here in the third round. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go tight end yet. It's too early. Uh, I think I'm just taking Doug Baldwin here, and I'm sending up a prayer as I do so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Seattle's an interesting case because I really like the rookie running back. I really like Rashad Penny. Um, but I don't think uh, that – yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't like that offense really all that much. I The reason I actually don't like them is because of their defensive weakness, which may actually mm-hmm. play into a narrative where Doug Baldwin is now really good because they have to air the ball out. Um, but we'll see. It'll, yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it works out. Um, after my pick, we had T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. Rob Gronkowski came off, was the first tight end finally at the tail end of the third round. Then Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers, our first quarterback, went off followed by Jordan Howard and Josh Gordon to get back to me. Um, it's tempting to go Zacherts here, but uh, my my pet player is still far down the list, and I'll, I'll tell you guys who that is once we get there. So <laughs> I'm not going tight end quite yet. Um, but, I have an idea of what it might be. Yeah, just maybe. I like <laughs> Darius Geis out of Washington quite a bit, um, but I'm tempted to just go with all-reliable Larry Fitzgerald mm. here. With my fourth selection, the dude is consistently fantasy relevant. Like it doesn't matter how old he gets, he's yeah. gonna catch footballs and he's gonna score touchdowns. So I think I'm taking Larry Fitzgerald here with the four five. I think I, I don't like think it. you could ever go wrong with Fitz. I think no matter how old he gets, I don't think you could ever go wrong with Larry Fitzgerald because he's just he's that kind of guy. He's that good. No, and I, and they, you know, they're they're in a transition kind of period, and he's the one stable piece they have uh, besides David Johnson. So I think he's going to get his regardless of you know the quarterback situation. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, so I I am up. I have three running backs on the roster, and there's not a lot of receiver options here. I'm almost tempted to go tight end and pick Travis Kelsey, uh, who I think is solid, but I really think I need a wide receiver. Um, ah, it's like I got Allen Robinson with the Bears, Demarius Thomas, and then like maybe Juju. But ah, uh, you know, I, okay, this is what I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go Allen Robinson here. Uh, he's playing with the Bears now, and I think that Trubisky's gonna make a jump this year as a quarterback and uh, improve quite a bit. And I think the receiving core is going to benefit from that. God, and so I'm I gonna... hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so I'm going to trust that that happens, and Allen Robinson is the beneficiary here, and he can be a number one receiver for me because that's what I need him to be. So Yeah. So no no love for Denver and Demarius Thomas with that pick? No. I, you know, I, I, I'm very skeptical of uh, Denver wide receivers. I don't know. I just have never really felt good about picking any of them. So, not 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 there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little hesitant as well. Uh, I will say once we get later on and get a little deep, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that you're going to be able to steal real late who's going to give you some pretty good value. Um, yeah. But he and Demarius are going to offer you the same thing. So why would you take Demarius here with the fourth pick when you can steal Emmanuel with the eighth or so? Right, right. Yeah, he's at, right he's at 86 overall. So that's eighth round, yeah. So There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mitch. All right, you going well, tight yeah. end? No, not yet. I'm not going tight end just yet. He's going kicker. Going kicker. <laughs> Steven Goskowski. Four, fourth uh, which, round isn't okay. too early for a kicker. 
<laughs> um, I don't draft kickers. The, the 15th round is too early for a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I So I made the mistake one year of picking Steven Goskowski in the 10th round. And here Ooh. was my here was my here was my philosophy behind it was if you had compared him to a tight end like if he had been a tight end he would have been like the third highest scoring tight end in the, in the league mm. so that was his scoring value and so I read this crazy strategy online I was like ah I'll pick Steven Goskowski in the tenth round and that's just stupid that, that's just not even smart so. Um, no, I won't be going kicker, Jordy. I won't be going kicker. <laughs> it was worth a try. Um, but I do have my two running backs. I do want to solidify my starting wide receiver. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if I'm really on board with Demarius Thomas either. Like, I really... I'm not... I think I'm going to take Juju here. Um, I like that. I think with... I just think he's going to get the looks. He's going to get the looks, and it seems like he really built up a good rapport with Ben Roethlisberger towards the end of last year, the second half of the year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Juju there. Um, <clears throat> after taking Juju Smith-Schuster at the 408, Kelsey went, Travis Kelsey went 409, uh, then Alex Collins, Darius Geis, and then Demarius Thomas went at 502. Um, so now you're really at the spot where if there's a tight end available that you think is worth taking at this round, at this value, um, you can go take him or you can go get your first flex option. Um, and I want your opinion on this, Jordy. Do you think Zach Ertz is taken too early at 504? I think 5-4 is a realistic time period to take Zach Ertz. Um, but personally... I'm not taking my tight end until quite late, uh, but that's just a personal draft strategy that I have. Mm-hmm. I think 5-4 uh, is entirely realistic time to take Zach Ertz. Right. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at the running backs here as well, um, and I don't see a whole lot of value at this pick <clears throat> at the running back position. Guys like Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, who I will not draft – um, and this is, and this I think is a good. This is a good time to bring this up because this is about where he's starting to go as the fifth, sixth round. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram is suspended for four games for PED use, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season. Then he's going to come back week five. The Saints' bye is on week six, so he's going to miss was that five out of the first six games. Right. By then, half the fantasy fantasy season is gone. So you want to take a guy in the fifth round. That's only going to give you half a year and probably not even close to the production that you think he's going to get because Alvin Kamara is that valuable and I think that good of a player that it, it's going to just complete, completely flush Mark Ingram out of the picture almost. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think you allow – I mean it's going to allow Alvin Kamara to be that guy for the first four weeks. And if he can prove that he can carry – the whole workload or at least the you know vast majority of it then when Ingram comes back they might not really play him that much they might not really have a spot for him if Kamara can really take over that role as the you know number one running back so we could be looking at Mark Ingram coming back from suspension post and then and then bye week and not really getting the touches that he was because Kamara has taken over that role Right. Yeah, I think you you don't want to be the guy that drafts Mark Ingram. You want to be the guy that tries to trade for Mark Ingram in that bye week in week six. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're just drafting a uh, you're wasting a draft spot for the first 
six weeks of your fantasy football season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mark Ingram of all people. <laughs> I don't know, not that worth it. <laughs> I right. think I'm actually going to do this, and I took him last year, and it really didn't pay out, pay off for me. But I'm going to take Amari Cooper here. Um, oh, you took I my think guy. This is a good value, and so I'm taking him here because with adding Jordy Nelson to that offense. Um, I think that less of the focus is going to be taken off Amari Cooper, um, and that's going to open him up for a lot of either big play opportunities or red zone opportunities. With Crabtree gone too, it's going to just open him up. And so I think, and I really feel like the Raiders are going to be on a bounce back. And we I said that in the first podcast that we recorded. Uh, I feel like that the Raiders are going to be a bounce back team this year and make the playoffs. So um, I really think there's a lot of value in Amari Cooper at this pick at the five hundred three. That's a good pick. See, this is my dilemma. I need a wide receiver really badly, and that was, like, the only kind of guy here I liked. The other, I mean, I'm looking at, like, Alshon Jeffrey or Golden Tate or Brandon Cooks, and none of that makes me feel good at all. Um, you don't like re- Marvin Jones? Not not here. Not here. That That's a little, I think that's a little early for, where is Marvin Jones? I don't even see him on here. What is he? Oh yeah, no. I think that's I think that's early for him. I, you know, this is in real life. What I would do is I would talk uh, to to Jordan and get a trade here because he's got three running back. I mean, three wide receivers, and I got three running backs. And I would try to you know get 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 a better guy here. But <laughs> I I got I got to draft somebody. Um, and uh, shoot, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Alshon. Jeffrey here. I think he's the best wide receiver on that Philly team. So he's going to get, you know, majority of the looks. Jordan's hopefully giving a thumbs can, down. He, hopefully he can perform as a wide receiver too, but I, I do, I don't feel good about this. I should have took a wide receiver instead of picking Joe Mixon. That was a mistake. So I, I, thing I this just, is. it never feels good drafting Alshon Jeffrey. Cause you always click the button. You're like, well, I just felt his leg snap in half. You know, yeah. it's like how many games is he going to play? I don't exactly, know. Exactly. Yep. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there. I'm there currently. So yep, I feel your pain. All right, so I am. Uh, I have the reverse problem where my team is literally just nothing but wide receivers. So I'm forced to take a running back here a little bit, and my options are somewhat slim. Uh, Jay Ajayi is my best option, who I honestly don't hate. I think Jay Ajayi uh, will play quite a bit better for Philadelphia this year than he did last year. I don't think he had a real chance to show up for that team in the way that people want him to. So I like Jay Ajayi. I don't hate Kenyon Drake either uh, as the other option here. And I'll tell you who I really like quite a bit is Sony Michelle hmm. for the Patriots. Um, it's just the question of how much risk do I want to take here with the running back position? Because all three of these players could be pretty large boomer bust candidates. And a Pat's mm-hmm. running back at that. And to be honest with you, it's the Patriots that are going to actually push me over the edge with my choice here. With all three are boomer bust candidate, I'm going to take the guy who hasn't really had a chance to show us what he's got yet uh-huh. on a Patriots team who are going to be scoring a lot. Uh, give me Sony Michelle here. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's solid. I think he he's going to fill a lot of that, like, Deion Lewis-type role for that offense. Um, and he's not going to get a lot of touches, but I think when he comes in, he can be productive. So I, I, think, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then back to me. I was a whole lot of running backs. We had Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson come off the boards as quarterbacks, and Zach Ertz finally went uh, in the fifth round with the ninth pick. Comes back to me. Um, now is when I start looking, and I'm like, oh, Tom Brady's still around in the sixth round with the fifth pick. But uh, – 
We don't draft quarterbacks early here, do we, Mitch? No, we don't. No, we do not. No, draft you can wait. Quarterbacks late, guys. You can always wait on a quarterback. So I'm looking at more running backs and more wide receivers, uh, and the wide receivers are still still pretty deep here. Um, take a peek. Let's see. Marlon Mack is still available for the running backs. He's a guy I like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am going to be going with Brandon Cooks or Marvin Jones here. Do you have a preference on these guys? Um, probably Brandon Cooks. Nah, you know what? Take that back. They're both deep ball threats with quarterbacks that can absolutely launch the football. Yeah. yeah. I like Marvin Jones, though, because I think he's the deep ball threat in Detroit. I, True. I value- if you go Brandon Cooks, I, all the talent in the world. But he doesn't have... The, oh, look who just walked in the door. Guys, we're going to take a pause here for a second. We have a new guest. His name is Mr. Alex Sonry. He's We're recording in his house right now. So, um, what's up, big guy? Well, how do you do, fellas? How do you do? Thanks for hosting the podcast, Alex. <laughs> yeah, thanks for hosting Al- the podcast, Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're recording live oh, right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it yeah, still, is it still, still going? Where Thomas is a Oh, we haven't figured that one out yet. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I take Jones over Cooks, though. I think. Yeah, I think the the Rams wide receiver core is very deep and crowded, and I think that they're going to take uh, production away from one another because of uh, how many receivers they have. And I agree with Mitch that Marvin Jones is like the guy in Detroit besides like Golden Tate. So I would go Marvin Jones here. True. The only thing that's giving me pause is uh, I have Kenny Galladay pretty high this year. I like that kid a lot out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I view it as kind of the same situation where there's a lot of wide receivers to catch balls on both teams. But uh, I will go with the consensus pick, and I will take Marvin Jones here with the 6-5. Yeah. I think, I think you know, I don't think you could really go wrong with either one, though. Um, I think that's just kind of a, what, what you prefer at that point. Yeah. Um, and what yeah, you think is going to happen because, I mean, and – LA, you still got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods to worry about, and really in mm-hmm. Detroit, you don't have a whole lot other, whole lot of other people to worry about. So, yep. And Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins on the Rams too. So, yeah, no, Sammy Watkins is not on the Rams. Sammy Watkins is a Chief. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He was on the Rams. I think wasn't he on the Rams last year? Or am yes, I he was. Yes, he was. Okay, there allegedly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So present. I'm uh, I'm I'm at a spot. I got three running backs picked uh alan robinson and alshon jeffrey which is not a very confident wide receiver core for me i've got some options here brandon cooks is available jarvis landry who i do like with the browns chris hogan michael crabtree uh but i am gonna go tight end and uh i'm going greg olson and i like panthers players i think as particularly with cam newton he relies on greg olson heavily and uh, as long as Greg Olson's healthy, I mean, he was the first tight end in NFL history to have like three straight thousand yard uh, receiving gears. Um, and so obviously he is productive. And when he's healthy, Cam Newton really relies on him. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Greg Olson here and get my tight end. OK. All righty. Um, I'm still going to wait on tight end. There's still a guy I'm eyeing. And I think it's the same guy I'm. That Jordy's eyeing too. Yeah, I think we're fighting over the same. And I player. think we're gonna we're just gonna see who gets the opportunity to take him first, and how early we're willing to jump on him. I mean, you can get him first if you just take him here. Ah, no, I'm not gonna take him here. Um, who's your guy? I want who who's this tight end? Uh, 
Trey Boo Boo? Oh, Trey Boo Boo. Yeah, Trey Burton. Yeah. <laughs> all Trey Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm actually looking running back right here. Um, I'm going to stay balanced here. I, I like a balanced draft. I don't like to get overloaded at one spot and have to – I mean, I don't mind it, but I don't like getting overloaded at one spot than having to claw and fight to keep balance throughout my positions. Um, I think I'm going to take Marlon Mack here at this spot. I think he's got a lot of opportunity this year with great with uh, Frank Gorgon. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to have a lot of opportunity in Indy, and who knows how really how much they're really going to throw the ball with Andrew Luck because Luck's coming off an injury, so he might be a high volume type guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, after I took Mac at the six oh eight, it was Tevin Coleman, Brandon Cooks, Jimmy Graham, Tom Brady. So we're getting a good mixture of different positions being taken now. We're in the seventh round. Um, you know, the I look quarterbacks at quarterbacks off the board. The quarterbacks off the board are Brady, Watson, Wilson, and Rodgers yeah. at this point. Um, so there's guys like Wentz, Newton, Breeze, Cousins, Garoppolo, Stafford, Ryan. There's plenty. Plenty yeah. of good quarterbacks left. Um, and my favorite pick is is still on there. Jimmy G? Uh, but, uh, that, that's oh, who you want. Jimmy oh, no, GQ. No, you want Kirk Cousins. That's who He's you want. He's handsome. He's handsome. Um, <laughs> no, I... I think I'm going to take Chris Hogan here. Um, I think I really like this pick. I don't know if I really trust Jarvis Landry would be the other guy I would be considering taking here, um, but I just don't see enough yet. And that's such a deep wide receiver core. Like yeah, that, that's a really deep receiver core, and so I don't really trust taking Landry here yet because I don't know what his targets are going to be. But Chris Hogan and kind of a a thin Patriots receiving core I know is going to get the targets. Yeah. Um, especially with Edelman being gone, so he's gonna he's gonna soak up a lot of those targets. I love targets. Targets make me happy. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm glad you didn't pick Jarvis Landry because that's who I'm gonna pick here. I thought about picking Jarvis Landry when I picked Greg Olson, but I was like, I think he might fall. I think I might have a shot at him. Uh, I think. I mean, he's he's been a historically great wide receiver through the first two or three years of his career. Uh, and I think he's going to continue that production. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Uh, Josh Gordon is still a question mark. Corey Coleman is still a question mark. But Jarvis Landry has been solid his whole career. Uh, I think he might be a steal here in the seventh round. I think he has the the mm-hmm. ability to produce at a even second or third round level. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good about Jarvis Landry here. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a solid pick. It's a good pick there. And Jordan is fist pumping right now. He is so happy. No, I'm the opposite of happy. I'm oh, infuriated. Oh, the computer just dumbass. stole my player. They who took I Turbo. Was steal. <laughs> they took Turbo. Oh, my gosh. I was sitting there, full PPR league. Tariq Cohen was still sitting there in the seventh round with the sixth pick. I was so ready to snap it off and steal him. But then the player in front of me took him. So I'm still real running back light. I got to take a running back here and make sure I balance it out a little bit. Give myself some insurance. There's not many great options. Carlos Hyde is still on the board. Marshawn Lynch is on the board. I don't really want to touch Marshawn Lynch. No. Uh, But I'll tell you who's there who I'm willing to reach for right now, and it's my turn to be a homer, is Aaron Jones out of Green Bay. Mm. Oh, yeah. I really like Aaron Jones a lot, Uh, and this is is not a reflection of how I feel about Ty Montgomery either. I think Ty Montgomery 
is incredible uh, in a running role as well. But I think what Green Bay is going to end up doing this year is what the Saints did last year with Kamara and Ingram. They're going to run a little uh, two-headed monster between Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones, and I'm just hoping that Aaron Jones gets more of those goal line carries mm-hmm. than Ty ends up getting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good – I like that. I like that. Yeah, I could see Montgomery being slowly phased into a wide receiver role again. That's something I could see happening. Um, I don't know if it will, but I think it's not not a possibility. All right, so as we come back around, uh, more players went off the board. Noteworthy names. Michael Crabtree went off. Uh, Carlos Hyde did end up going off. And Julian Edelman went off the board. And then Evan Ingram was another tight end that went off. So we have six tight ends off the board. Only four more teams need tight ends. So it's looking good for us waiting on tight ends, Mitch. It is. I just have to race you at this point. Uh, yeah. It's, it's who's got the biggest balls now? Like, who's going to wait long enough? Who's yeah, I mean, wait he's projected, enough? he's ranked 88. So, I mean, you, you guys are kind of at that spot where you could, you know, Ooh, might be a round nervous. away. So, it we're, we're getting nervous. close. It is, we are getting down to the point where I start to consider it, especially knowing that I'm sitting next to a player who also wants him. <laughs> right. And who has two picks coming up. So,. Uh, this is somewhat cheating, but given the circumstances and the, the room I'm drafting in, I'm actually taking, oh man, do I do it? Do it. Do it. It's do too I, early. It's too I, early. It's too early. If My you, gut if tells you like, it, If you like your early. guy, go get him. Here's but, what we'll do. I will draft as if I am in an environment where I don't know what the other teams are going to be taking. So I don't know Mitch is in on Trey Burton. Uh, I would not take Trey Burton this early normally, so I won't here. The guy I'll actually take is Pierre Garçon out of San Francisco. I love that San Francisco team. I think Pierre Garçon is another one of those guys that just catches footballs. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like he's a solid pick here at the 8-5. He likes catching footballs, I heard. Yeah, he does that. That's yeah. good. That's like, good. He enjoys kind of his doing job that description. <laughs> so Marshawn right, so went right after. Marshawn. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's I don't believe in Marshawn anymore, especially on that Raiders team. I just don't like him as a fit. I, I, I think... Eighth round is early. Not with Doug Martin there, who I think is going to I think is going to contribute at least a little bit. It's going to take the load away from him. So yeah. Okay, so I um so I want to ask you guys something before I make this pick. So we, we talk about not taking quarterbacks early. What what is for you guys in your standard and how you draft? What is too early for you to take a quarterback? And when would that like? What are the exceptions to that rule? I think. What would you say before the seventh is too early? I, to be honest with you, uh, it, it. I mean, I depends sit, I'd on until like the tenth. But. It depends on when I start getting nervous. Um, as of now, if we look at this draft board, this is pretty standard. I mean, four quarterbacks have gone off, and we're in the eighth round. And if you look at the quarterback depth, you've still got Carson Wentz is on here, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Garoppolo, Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Like, there's. There are more than enough serviceable quarterbacks that you could realistically wait a very long time and still end up with a guy like Matt Ryan, who realistically is going to be completely fine for fantasy purposes. Um, so I'm I'm prone to take quarterbacks quite late, to be honest with you. But it, it's yep. gauged on how comfortable I feel or how nervous I start to get throughout a draft. Right. Yeah i I think you just got to be patient. You got to wait. You cannot. See your guy there in the sixth, seventh round, and he's at the top of the best available quarterbacks, and it, you're gonna want to jump and take him, but you can't. You got to sit back and wait. 
Um, and even if you miss that guy at quarterback that you really want, you got to keep in mind that there is a lot of options out there, a lot of viable options. And one viable option that I think is not talked about as enough is streaming quarterbacks. Where yeah. you know you take someone super super late, maybe in the thirteenth round, and he's really just a placeholder for you. You're going to start him week one, but then you know maybe you're going to have another guy for the next two weeks, and then another guy for the next two weeks, and you're just playing the and matchups. You're playing the matchups now, right? So, so fun yeah. story about streaming the quarterback for me last season. That was my strategy. I waited until the second to last round and took. I couldn't even tell you who, to be honest. Just some random person with two arms that throws a football in the NFL. <laughs> and uh, came around week three, there's this kid named Deshaun Watson sitting on the waiver wire. So I pick him up and I play the matchup. Turns out Deshaun Watson's incredible up until he ends up getting hurt last year. Yeah, so he's good at football, I heard. It works out, he's guys. really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, I am, I am a proponent of streaming quarterbacks. What I usually, I mean, I usually pick two quarterbacks. So I'll get one guy that I think can be solid week to week, you know, despite matchup, and then I'll and then I'll look at a weekly basis and look at streaming a guy if the matchup isn't good for my guy, and if there's somebody you know that has an easier matchup. Um, despite all that you said, I'm gonna pick Cam Newton here um, because I I, <laughs> I love. I told Cam him Newton. you were gonna do that. I told I him mean, you were gonna do I, that. I knew I was gonna. I think. I think everybody knew I was gonna. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I. I love Cam Newton. I think he's solid. I think he bounces back this year with Norv Turner. I also have a thing where I like to pick players, um, position players from the same team. So if I could get the running back and the wide receiver and the quarterback, especially a wide receiver quarterback combo from the same team, I like that because when one is productive then both are productive. So like last year I had Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, and I liked having that a lot because I was able to get, you know, when, when Roethlisberger was productive, Antonio Brown was also productive. Right. Uh, and so I like having that kind of matchup. So having Greg Olson and McCaffrey and Newton on the same team gives me a lot of confidence. So and and let's and if you're new to fantasy football, let's make it very clear. Just because you have a quarterback and a, and a receiver – that are on the same team, that doesn't mean you're doubling up on any points. I mean, you're taking no. advantage of it's it's a maximum deal. We call that a stack. Right. You're stacking it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's called a stack where you do it you can do it with a quarterback and a running back or a quarterback and a wide receiver. You're stacking it, but you're not doubling your points. I right. think that's a common misconception that a lot of people have. I like I don't know. I'm I, I don't usually pick a quarterback before the seventh round for sure, but if I have my guy, then you know I'll go and and Cam Newton here in the eighth round. I don't think is as any stretch. So no, I don't think it's a stretch. I would have waited longer and taken someone else. But um, I guess if your priority is at quarterback, that's a good guy to take because he's going to get the. I think he's going to get the passing yards, and he definitely gets the rushing yards. That's for sure. Right. I think right yeah. about now is when we're going to start seeing a bunch of quarterbacks fly off the board. So I'll be interested for to sure. see once uh, the dust settles a little bit. Who's actually left on that quarterback list? And I think you'll be surprised to see the type of talent that's still left afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mitch, who you got? All right, I'm at the 808, the 88th person taken off the board. Um, whew. I really like the, the value at the wide receiver at this spot right now. There's a lot of guys that I think are good, good pieces to have coming off in the eighth round. And then there's one guy, and Jordy's pointing at him, and I was thinking of him before. I was thinking about him at the same time. Rex Burkett's still there. Mm. And mm. 
that's a great guy to have. Um, you know, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take my rook, my rookie risk, and I'm gonna take Carry On Johnson here. Hmm. Okay. Um, I like because that. I think Legarrette Blunt's gonna be phased out in Detroit. Um, I yeah. don't see him paying out paying off there, and so I think Carry On's a a good option there if you're going to take a rookie late i think or not later but you know mid draft i think that's a good guy to look at um yeah, for sure now i'm looking at the 903 pick and i'm really tempted to take trey burton here that's but, not too much of a stretch here honestly i think i think that's you know appropriate no value. but i'm going to i'll draft the same way jordan is I'm drafting as if I don't know that he wants Trey, Burt, Trey Burton as well. Um, because if I knew that and we were in a real draft, I'd take Trey Burton right now. Right. It's not a stretch, and I know he wants him. But I'm going to draft it like I don't know. Um, I'm going to look wide receiver here, and I think I'm going to – I'm torn between Randall Cobb and Emmanuel Sanders at this spot. Um, I'm also – I also really like Jameson Crowder this year. Um and what the reports are coming out of camp is that him and Alex Smith have had a really good rapport. I mean, they they linked in just like that. Really good mm-hmm. rapport together built up. But I think I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take Randall Cobb here. I'm going to take Randall Cobb. I like Cobb. it. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, um, I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders actually. Um, cause I kind of need more. I mean, I, I, I'm really happy with my draft. I have a quarterback, I have a tight end, I have three running backs, three wide receivers. So at this point, I'm really just looking for depth in the weed in the flex position. So, uh, I don't like a lot of the running backs here. So I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, guys, we have some sad news to report. <laughs> the guy, me and Jordan have been waiting on this whole time. He's gone. Trey Boo Boo. Right before my pick. Right before Jordy's pick. And I knew you were gonna th- you were thinking about taking him. Oh, I absolutely was thinking about taking yeah. him there. Guys, uh, be warned. If you're drafting from the sixth spot, there is a dark cloud that sits over your head, and you are never lucky <laughs> and you don't get the guys you want. I think that's 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 the downside of having a spot in the middle round. Is that guys are going to be taken that you want right before you do? Uh, it's. I mean, at this point, it's okay. It just it confirms our love for Trey Burton that somebody else yeah. wanted him and we didn't get yeah. to him. So. Oh, it's Trey Boo Boo! That, that guy picking in the fifth spot stole Tariq Cohen and Trey Burton from you. So he's yeah, a, he, yeah. He, he must yeah. have some insider information here in your draft. <laughs> he's listening into the conversation as we're right. Playing. Man, that's we're not brutal. simulcasting this, are we, Dallin? Was that? We're not simulcasting this, are we? Oh yeah, we are. It's live for oh, like thousands God. of people. Oh, that's so. not a CPU. That's some other dude. He's just listening in. <laughs> this guy. What a taking, bum. Taking Trey Boo Boo away. Get from him out of here. Do you want to talk about why we love Trey Boo Boo so much? Just real quick. Well, I love his name. Well, yeah. First of all, um, but you know his his value when Zach Ertz went, Zach Ertz went down last year was so high, um, and he really looked like a, one of Carson Wentz's favorite targets when he was out there on the field. And so, now he's in Chicago, where he's going to be the number one tight end in that offense. And Trubisky, I think, like you said earlier, I think is going to have a turnaround year and really show that he was worth that early first round pick for the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I think Trey Burton's one of those big, one of those big targets. And he's such a red zone target. Oh my God, he gets red zone looks like crazy. He's huge. He catches the ball. And the second that I heard the words. Trey Burton will fill the Zach Ertz role in our offense. I was sold. Uh, he's yeah. going to get a ton of work in Chicago. 
Just I, I could not like the guy more from a tight end perspective. He's a poor man's Rob Gronkowski, in my mind. I think mm. he's going to have that much value. So okay. now, now that I'm picking up uh, the sad shambles that is my life, now that Trey Burton went a pick before <laughs> me, um, I'm, I'm looking wide receiver because I can't help myself and I'm a junkie. And my second favorite player in the draft is still on the board. I am taking my little Cooper Cup here. Mm-hmm. Cooper Sippy Cup, huh? I love Cooper Cup. The kid is just lightning fast, uh, and he also has a knack for catching the ball in the red zone. So uh, I'll take Cooper Cup here, and I'll, I'll feel okay about it after missing out on Trey Burton. Not yet, uh, to be honest with you. I considered taking Kyle Rudolph because he was still there, and it kind of makes me feel bad that Kyle Rudolph went immediately after I picked Cooper Cup. Um, but I am looking to take a tight end here pretty soon because my – my list is getting pretty small. Um, and if we look the tight end way, the, the, this is the danger of waiting on a tight end for so long. Mm-hmm. You've got Delaney Walker. You've got uh, the walking cast, Jordan Reed. Uh, George Kittle out of San Francisco. Jack Doyle. Just That's the kind of caliber tight end you're looking at now. Um, there is a guy far down the list still in Austin Safarian Jenkins, who I think is still a serviceable tight end if I wanted to wait longer. You're a truther um, for him, huh? I, I do like ASJ quite a bit. I think he's an underrated player who catches the ball in the red zone a lot. Um, and to be honest with you, his numbers would have been far better last year if he didn't get screwed out of a couple of touchdowns in the latter two or three games of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually am probably going to wait on a tight end here. I'm going to look back towards the running back direction. And I'm going to take a rookie in Nick Chubb. Sorry, man. I like Nick Chubb a lot. Uh, and... I'm just hoping that he gets a he gets a shake in Cleveland sooner rather than later. Cool. All right. So Dallin took Corey Clement. Uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, went right before him in between Dallin and uh, Jordan's pick um, at the 10.06. So I'm at the 10.08. So Mitch and I are the only two fighting over quarterbacks now, and I'll just read you this list of guys who are left after eight guys have been taken. We still have Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Andrew Luck. So, Ben Roethlisberger, for crying out loud. There are a, a plethora of options for Mitch and I to spoil ourselves with after yeah. everybody already has a quarterback. So That's right. And so, yeah, I'm, I've got my running backs. I've got my wide receivers. Um, I still look in tight end, which I, I can still wait. So I'm going to go and get the most handsome man in football. Oh, he's doing it. I'm getting Jimmy Garoppolo here. He's doing it. Yeah. Jimmy G. Jimmy GQ. He's so handsome. So um, let it be known, I now don't have to draft a quarterback up until my very last pick as long as these nerds don't take two quarterbacks. And that's and that is a brilliant strategy um on back on Jordan's part is now he's waited, everyone has a quarterback and really now he has his pick of still what is six quality quarterbacks. And Stafford, Ryan, Goff, Luck, Rivers, and Roethlisberger, he still has yeah. his choice at any of those guys that he wants to take later in the later in the draft. Um, so a really good mar- a really good move on Jordan's part. But I think Garoppolo is he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. He's shown the talent, and he's kind of got this Aaron Rodgers esque um, thing about him, where he played behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for so many years. So, he played behind Tom Brady. Rodgers played behind Brett Favre for so long and learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that 
in the last five games of the year when Garoppolo was on pace for throwing 5,000 yards in those last five games. Yeah. So I, I like Garoppolo here in the late 10th. <clears throat> um, so now I'm going to go back. And, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Jordan. Yep. Um, I'm going to go stack now. I'm going to stack this because Marquise Goodwin Ooh, is still available. Yeah. And I'm going to stack Garoppolo with Marquise Goodwin. Who? Uh, Marquis great win, yeah, actually. Go. Great win. He's not a good win. He's a great <laughs> win. Um, again, the opportunity. He's he's gonna get the looks, and um, I don't I don't think you'd go wrong there. The running backs. There's not really anyone there that I like at this at this value. So I like that. I like. I mean, I like Goodwin a lot. I re- I really do. You know. So I'm I'm here. So Wait, Goodwin. Round. Goodwin is that his name? Or? Sorry. Sorry, great, great win. Yeah, yeah, great there win. we go. Get yeah, it right. Yeah, yep. great, great win. Yep. Um, so I, uh, you know, when you get to this point in the draft, I particularly the way the way that I draft, I look for rookies because I think rookies have a lot of question marks and upside, and they're normally not projected that high. You know who I'm gonna pick, okay? Just I know who you're gonna pick. Gonna first. Go Just say Listen, it. Just... The only the only reason why I'm doing this is because he's on this board right here. And and I do. I, I always look for rookies because I think that there's a lot of potential with rookies. You don't know how they're going to play. So they're usually, you know, you could get a guy 10th, 11th, 12th. Or like, you know, Jordan was saying earlier, like Deshaun Watson is on waivers for the first four weeks of, you know, last year. And obviously he played great. Uh, and I think there's a lot of potential when you're at this level. So I'm going to go DJ Moore. I was very happy with my Carolina Panthers when they picked uh, a wide receiver and particularly uh, DJ Moore. And I think... Uh, the way that it's shaped up through OTAs and into training camp, he is going to be that number two guy, uh, possibly the number one guy. They have they they have a lot of faith in him, so uh, I, I I'm liking this pick in the eleventh round. Yeah, I like D- I. I'm not going to say that I like that DJ Moore pick. I'm not um, because I think <laughs> honestly, I don't think you could have waited any longer based on who's available. You, to clarify, right. yeah. you do like the DJ Moore pick. You. Okay, whatever. I do. I, I like it. <laughs> I just hate siding with the homer. Yeah, okay, sure. I DJ like Moore it. is my favorite Panther you've taken today. I like DJ Moore a lot. Everything that's come out of uh, camp so far has just said that the kid is incredible and impressing everyone. So, DJ Moore looks good. Thank you. Thank you. So, it gets to me. Do you guys... I- are, are, are you guys, just real quick, are, I mean, when you get to this late in the draft, are you kind of the same? Do you guys look for rookies, or are you just looking, like, wh- wh- who, what kind of guys are you looking at at this point? I'm looking, I'm looking for service guys, guys that I could lean to in a, in a situation where, let's say, Juju goes down. I gotta look for someone that I can plug and play last minute that's gonna, that's gonna get the job done for me. Um, I'm Go definitely on. looking for depth, that's for sure. I'm not looking... For potential because we're in a redraft league. So I'm not looking for someone I could bank on for the next three, four years or maybe two, three years. I'm, I'm looking for depth right now that could get it done right now. Right. Yeah, for me, it's just really take the best player available. Yeah. Be a running back or wide receiver. And also for my given team right now, the way it's shaken up, I have a lot of wide receivers and not that many solid running backs. So I'm probably looking to pick guys who would make decent trade bait uh, if that's my goal going into the season to try and get another running back post-draft. Yeah. Okay. 
So that being the case, uh, it is back to me, and I am looking to go wide receiver here. And there's a couple of guys that I actually like a lot. There's Robbie Anderson, Alan Hearns, and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley being another one of those uh, rookies who's really impressing with their new team. Uh, similar, yes. in the same vein as DJ Moore, is Calvin Ridley. Um, Robbie Anderson's a guy who absolutely lit the NFL on fire last year with this random streak of just greatness. Um, has a little bit of, of questionability as far as his run-ins with the law are concerned. Um, so those with things, the lar. The lar. Um, <laughs> those things considered, I think I'm going Alan Hearns here actually out of Dallas. Everything that, okay. that uh, has come out of that camp has said that Alan Hearns is looking like the number one guy in the post-Des Bryant era. Uh, and mm-hmm. Alan, he- Alan Hearns was a guy that I liked back in Jacksonville. So I feel fine taking Alan Hearns here. Uh, I like his hands a lot, uh, and I feel pretty safe with this pick. Yeah, Okay. and something I heard today on the Fantasy Footballers, shout out to them, uh, go give them a listen. This is where I go for a lot. That's where I go for a lot of my Fantasy Football information. Um, they lost 50% of their targets this year. Or last year, after, at the end of last year, they lost fifty percent of the targets with Des Bryant being gone and Jason Witten being gone. Mm. Um, and so they have to; the targets have to go somewhere. And if Alan Hearns is going to be the number one guy there, you got to give him a good hard look. Um, yeah, especially in the eleventh round. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. if you can get, you know, if he's really going to be that number one guy, you're going to get much better than eleventh round production. Yeah. Out of him. It, Alex is trying to be so quiet right now. He doesn't have to be that quiet. It's okay, bud. This is we your know house, buddy. This is your own house. This is your house, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I I like that pick. I do. I really do. Alan yeah, it's it. solid. We've, we've had an interesting draft since you picked, Jordan. And we have three defenses off the board. Jacksonville, Minnesota, and the Rams. And Goff and Matt Ryan are also both gone, so... Yeah, so spoiler alert, guys. When you're drafting for real, uh, three defenses shouldn't fly off the board in the 11th and 12th round, uh, but they might. I don't know, so plan accordingly. Yeah. But given that uh, three teams have now taken backup quarterbacks, that incentivizes me to go get mine finally. Um, And I'm wondering what your guys' opinions are because I'm staring down Phillip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger, who are both guys on the latter half of their careers who throw for a ton of yards and a lot of touchdowns and are on – Pretty talented teams. Uh, if you guys were staring down these two, who which which direction do you think you would go? Which two? Sorry, Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going um, Big Ben. So you're going Big Ben. Okay, explain. Um, I I guess I don't really have a good reason for it. Um, he's just a stealer. <laughs> yeah, he's a stealer, and there there's always opportunity for him. There, I mean, there's never Philip Rivers has been in positions in his career where he doesn't have a whole lot of options to go to and i know that he right. has that now with a healthy keenan allen and was it mike williams that's there yeah um mm-hmm. he's he's got some options to throw to he lost hunter henry which was a, just a tragedy but um i like i like roethlisberger over rivers because i think the juju is really gonna have a solid season and you can't look away from the fact that he's throwing the ball to antonio brown so yeah and and Le'Veon Bell, I, I think you make a good point there. I would go actually. Well, honestly, I would go Patrick Mahomes. But if I got to choose between Rivers and Roethlisberger, I would go Rivers because I like the Chargers this year, and I think I mean that defense is really solid. But I think the offense is going to be pretty good. And and like Mitch said, Rivers finally has a lot of you know offensive weapons at his disposal, and so 
I, I think they're pretty close. Uh, I would go Rivers, though. Totally. And and you brought up a good point that Patrick Mahomes is also available. And there's also Derek Carr and Dak Prescott hiding down there. So, yeah. realistically, I could keep waiting uh, if that was something that I wanted to do and I wanted to get real risky. But uh, I like the Chargers too much. Um, I think Pittsburgh, the, the narrative that I'm going to follow is that the Chargers are not as good as the Steelers. So, they're going to have to keep airing the ball out, which is what Phillip Rivers has had to do his entire career. Uh, which yeah. is why he throws for so many yards and so many touchdowns. So I'm going to take my guy, Phillip Rivers, here. I love what the Chargers are doing, uh, and I'm going to keep following that narrative. I like it. And, I like it. Yeah. Another defense off the board. Jeez. The Chargers defense. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I, this is interesting. It almost makes me want to look at defense, yeah, but I yeah. don't. Yeah, you cannot. Guys, do not round. get to That's when you pick. You pick a defense in the 14th round. Because then you pick a kicker in the fifteenth and you call it. You call it Correct, good. and that might be pushing um, it in the fifteenth with taking a kicker. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a plenty of people, and I'm one of those guys that I'm not a fan of taking kickers at all. You know, yeah, you don't have to. You absolutely yeah. don't. I mean, you can wait because unless and, you play in a that, league that it yeah. requires you to take one in the draft, you don't. And have I to. think, yeah, right, right, right. Um, okay, so I'm in an interesting spot. I have a lot of depth everywhere. Um, I usually, I usually draft two quarterbacks. Uh, I'll take a guy in the 12th or 13th, uh, just, uh, and it's usually a guy with, uh, potential, like, you know, kind of hoping that he has a breakout year. And so I know I mentioned him earlier, but I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes because, uh, we don't really know. He is the quarterback now in Kansas city. And that's a team with a lot of weapons with Tyree kill and Kareem hunt, Travis Kelsey, uh, so and Sammy Watkins now, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes here. There's not a lot of other guys on the board. I have a tight end, not a lot of running backs or wide receivers that I particularly uh, I'm particularly interested in. So so you like Pat Mahomes over everything else available, everyone else available. Yeah, you know the thing is, is I like my depth at wide receiver and running back. So. I mean, am I going to pick uh, Dante Foreman, and is he going to be as productive for me as Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. I mean, now I have two quarterbacks, so week by week I can compare him and Cam Newton and, you know, find the best matchup there. And I don't see myself ever starting Dante Foreman in the season. So for me, there's more value in a backup quarterback. Okay. So I'm sitting at an interesting spot at 12.08 um, where everyone has a tight end. I can... I can really have my pick. Oh, well, no, Jordan doesn't either. I still do not have a tight end. Yeah, sorry about that. You two, you two are the only ones, yeah. Um, but I haven't taken a running back in a while. And I think it's time to look at guys that you think might have it, an opportunity to break out with their new team. I think you have to look at Doug Martin. I mm. it, it's an unattractive pick. It's kind of that Frank Gore esque yes. type pick where you're like I, I <laughs> like you don't gross. want to, but you but like yeah, you, I, you feel like you kind of have to at the same time. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm between him and Jamal Williams, and so I want to hear what your guys' take is for each person because Jamal Williams will probably be splitting time as well. I, Doug Martin, would, but I, I would take Jamal Williams. I mean, he was very productive last year when he was the guy. Uh, and he's young. He's got a lot of upside. Doug Martin, I think, is toward the end. I mean, not the end of his career, but I mean, he 
I had obviously some really good seasons, but it's fallen off drastically, and I don't really see him really getting back up to that level. So, okay. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't really know how to counsel you here with this pick. It feels gross. Both guys are guys that you don't really feel good taking, but that's just kind of where we're at in the draft as far as running backs go. Um, what about a guy like Legarrette Blunt? Uh, no, because I already have uh, on Johnson. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I don't want to stack those two guys running backs in the same backfield. That's a good point. Um, so I, okay, well, who would you rather have, Nelson Aguilar or Jamal Williams? I would rather have Jamal Williams personally, and that's not just because I'm being a homer, being a Green Bay fan. Uh, Jamal Williams was pretty good with the time that he had handed to him last year. Uh, the pr- the question you have to answer is, how many times are, are the Packers going to hand him the football this year? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So really, I think you're taking a risk anywhere. I think, and this feels gross, I think the safer pick is Doug Martin out of Oakland because I don't think Marshawn is going to hold that job, and I think just the way he runs, it's only a matter of time until Doug Martin is going to have to be the one running the football. Yeah, and that and for that exact reason, that's why I'm leaning it. And so I'm going to take Doug Martin here. Um, which I, yeah, I feel dis- like I need to shower now. It just feels disgusting, <laughs> but it's, it's what it is. And you look and three running backs went off the board, Dante Foreman, Jamal Williams, Devontae Booker, right after that. Um, Andrew Luck went at the very back end of the 12th. Um, so now we're sitting at 13 and get that buzzer ready. Cause it's breakout alert time. <laughs> David Njoku is who I'm taking. Oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, I need a tight end, and I really like David Njoku. I think I think this is the year where he's got, from what we've heard, he's got the guy to make the plays under center. And yeah. yeah. a lot of times with young quarterbacks, and we've seen it and we've seen it plenty of times, is where a quarterback's trying to get a feel for an offense or trying to get a feel for the flow of the way the way things are run, operated, and, and, blah, 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 sorry, <laughs> operated within a certain franchise or a certain team. And I think that that's a big check down opportunity. I think there's going to be a lot of looks and a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Um, and yeah. he's a big body in the red zone. So I really like David Njoku in the 13th round. I like that pick. I, I like, love was, David well, Njoku. Well, Oh yeah, well done. Love well him. Done. I mean, there's still a guy like George Kittle. I like Kittle a lot. So, and I uh, would have taken yeah. him had I not taken Marquise Goodwin earlier, because I who? Oh, Marquise Greatwin. Sorry, my bad. Oops, my bad. <laughs> the great win, the great one. Um, because I I think there is such a thing as stacking too much. Um, and yeah. I think if you stack too far, and I've already got three San Francisco players in my roster with Garoppolo, mm. Goodwin, or Greatwin. And McKinnon, so um, that's nothing. I don't. I got think all the t- Carolina roster. Yeah, I know you love the <laughs> Panthers, don't you? Oh man, you know I got. You know it's funny too. I'm looking at this. I got. Uh, I got a couple Philly guys, and uh, I'm looking at another Philly guy. I got Corey Clement. I got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and uh, I'm looking at Nelson Aguilar. I mean, here I'm looking running back a wide receiver because I'm taking defense next round and then a kicker finally at the end. And uh, there's not a lot of running backs I really care about. I'm pretty. I got a lot of wide receivers, but uh, I'm gonna go Nelson Nelson Aguilar here. I don't know why. Nothing, nothing fancy about it. I think it's a, it's a good serviceable pick. There's nothing fancy about it. 
And oh, yeah, Jordan! Exactly. Oh no, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, Kittle's gone. How many times man, can one that, man experience that, the same hurt? Calling the that Kittle fifth Black pick is a dick, man. He's gone. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm finally going tight end, and of course the guy who I was gonna take in George Kittle goes right before me because that's the narrative that we're following here in this episode. <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'm taking the guy who I, I secretly love in Austin Safarian Jenkins. Uh, he's just good, man. He's just big and he catches footballs in the red zone and he runs over people. So how do you how how much of an impact do you think Mercedes Lewis is going to have on him? I I don't know how much of an impact Mercedes Lewis will have. Mercedes Lewis was decent for literally a game each of the last three seasons. Um, and so I'm, I'm not overly concerned just because ASJ, as long as he's healthy and able to stay on the field, is the guy in Jacksonville. So give me a slice of ASJ, uh, and I'm, I'm feeling okay going forward. Not, not my first pick, but he will be my guy. Yeah. So we got another oh, kicker. We got another. We got some kickers off. Oh, kickers are going. Oh my goodness! It's Look at all that. All those teams. All those teams have defenses already. So yeah, that's why those kickers, kickers going, go man. off. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we're here in the 14th round. These are my last two picks, uh, which means it's my obligatory defense round. Uh, we're kind of cleaning up after all these teams already went through and swept through the the top tier defenses. And yeah. I'm left with the Houston Texans. Do you guys have a strategy when it comes to picking defenses, or is it just kind of whoever's at the top when you get there? I think it's a gut feeling. I think it's a gut feeling yeah. of who of who you think is going to be the most effective defense. Um, and so, like, you took the Houston Texans there, which I think is is a is a good defensive pick. I th- I really do. Um, I don't think there's really much thought that goes into it. I think it's defense is more of a gut feeling. When it totally. comes to this point, yeah. That I also look. Yeah, I mean that. That's really it. Just kind of depends on what's there. I'm gonna pick Denver here. I usually am streaming defenses. Just uh, so I'll pick a defense, but it really just depends on the matchups week by week. And I'm I'm gonna go defense here as well. And uh, I haven't had a homer moment yet, so I'm gonna have my homer moment now. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. Bears. We got there. Stop Bears. We're going there. Yep, I had my homer moment. I'm taking him here. Um, again, gut feeling. So now I'm in my last pick, and this is where you could. I think it. The last round is really where you could be safe and take a kicker and do whatever you want to do. But I think you could also find a steal in this position. Um, maybe like a young guy, like you were talking about rookies down, um, mm-hmm. or someone super late that you think might have an impact on their offense. So I'm looking running back wide receiver. I'm not taking a kicker. I'm not going to take a kicker. Um, mm. I think I'm going to take Mike Williams from for the Chargers. Um, he's going to oh, be like playing that. opposite like of Keenan Allen. And so I, I'm going to take Mike Williams here. He's going to be my long shot guy. I'm going to take here. I could dig because it. I can always I, go uh, back and drop someone and go pick up a kicker later. Right, right. I mean, the last few rounds are I, to me are really fluid. Like I could keep somebody, I could drop him, pick somebody else. I mean, it all depends. I usually pick kicker. I like Harrison Butker. He was undrafted. I uh, know he was picked in the seventh round by the Panthers last year. Competed for the job, lost it, but then ended up going to uh, the Chiefs and, and played pretty well. So uh, he's the best. Guy available, I'll I'll take him. 
I am also going to go the route that Mitch went and not take a kicker and instead steal a player that not only not only is it ridiculous that he's going in the 15th round, this is a player that is going to be legitimately good for fantasy purposes this season. Give me Kenny Galladay. Oh! Ooh. Kenny that Galladay. That was your guy. You Kenny mentioned G. him earlier. I love me some Kenny G. He runs those smooth, smooth routes. So smooth. Uh, and I'm more than happy to take him here with my last pick in the draft. So I love it. I love it. That's it. All right. Guys, we did that, it. That is all she wrote. So uh, Let's go back and uh, read our rosters. Okay. Um, Dallin, why don't you go ahead and start us? All right. So I have um, – I'm going to do – I'm going to read it like in order. So like quarterback, running back. So the quarterback – so I have Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes as my quarterbacks. Wide receivers, I got David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Corey Clement. Wide receiver, I have Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, DJ Moore, and Nelson Aguilar. I've got Greg Olson as the tight end. I've got the Denver defense and Harrison Butker as the kicker. So, Alan, Jordy, why don't you go for it? All right, I'll go the same order. Quarterback, I ended up with Phillip Rivers. Running back, we went Alvin Kamara, Sony Michelle. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. Wide receiver, I have that sweet, sweet Chargers stack with Keenan Allen. Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Jones, Pierre Garcon, Cooper Cup, Alan Hearns, and of course, Kenny Galladay. So smooth. So smooth. So smooth with the Kenny G routes. Tight end I ended up with, of course, was ASJ, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and I drafted the Houston Texans as my defense. Yeah. Um, Quarterback-wise, I went... Jimmy Garoppolo. My running backs are Todd Gurley, Jarek McKinnon, Marlon Mack, Carryon Johnson, and Doug Martin. My receivers are Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, Chris Hogan, Randall Cobb, and Marquise Greatwin. Mm-hmm. Um, my tight end was David Njoku. Uh, and my... Oh, I'm, I missed Mike Williams. That's my one of my receivers. Um... And then I went, drew it and drafted the Chicago Bears defense. No kicker for me. No, thank you. Nope. So, so how do you guys feel about like if this was if this was your team this year? This was your actual team. How are you feeling? Are you good? Are you, what, what question marks do you have? I would be trading for a running back immediately. Uh, my t- okay, I feel- good because I want to trade for a wide receiver so we can talk. See, there know? we go. That's just how it works <laughs> out, guys. Uh, I feel pretty good about my team to be honest with you. Uh, my wide receiving core is really, really strong, and my running backs are, are not that strong, so it kind of makes some sense. So, yeah, I would be looking to trade for a running back immediately if this were my actual team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with it. I think what I would do is I'd try to deal someone like a Randall Cobb or Amari Cooper to improve at the running back position. Um, but I'm also okay with them being on my being on my roster um because i don't like 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 we said earlier i don't like the doug martin pick so i would try to find that one guy and i think i try to deal probably my three or four wide receiver on my Um, roster for a better running back than doug martin yeah yeah i feel you you know i uh i feel pretty good i i definitely would want um i don't have a true number one receiver which uh is not comforting so i would definitely be trying to look for upgrades at wide receiver but i like a lot of the depth i have in wide receiver and running back and 
I don't, yeah, this is pretty much how I would draft normally. I mean, this is pretty, pretty much what I what I feel comfortable doing with the draft. So, pretty good with mine. Yeah, there you go. Great draft, yeah. guys. Great draft. Yeah, it was fun. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I uh, I, I I love doing mock drafts. I think it's kind of fun. I do I do a couple before the season even starts, just because you can get a feel for like where you feel comfortable taking guys. Um, and you know how early you're looking at specific players, and so I, this was good. I enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else do you do in June, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, basketball's over. Baseball's in the middle of baseball, and so it's not that interesting. Football's not. I mean, they're they're in not even in training camp yet. So yeah. I mean, you just do fantasy football mock drafts. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Well, awesome. Hey, thanks guys for listening this week. Um, we really appreciate it. Go give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Get in on the conversation. Tell us we suck. That's what we want to hear. Tell us we suck because yeah. we really um, we're trying to give you the best quality podcast that we can. And so let us know what you want to hear. Let us know if you think we're uh, outrageous. And tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let us know. Uh, I guess your strategies for fantasy football, if you play fantasy football, uh, you know, kind of your thoughts on quarterbacks, your thoughts on defenses. Are you looking running back a wide receiver first? Just kind of your strategies. I'm always curious. Everybody, I feel like, has a different strategy going into a a fantasy football draft, and it's curious uh, to me to hear that. So uh, thanks, Jordan, for coming on on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me again, guys. This was a ton of fun. I enjoyed it. You're making history today, Jordan. You were the first. I mean, when we get our our ESPN show, um, you were going to be be the guy that we point out was our first guest ever. Well, you see, the nice thing about this is that uh, I don't have to appear on camera. So once you guys get on ESPN, things might start to get a little shaky as far as my attendance goes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> right that's you know that's why mitch and i do podcasts because we have a face for podcasting there so. you go yeah, yeah you've got the beautiful voices um, yeah. and We've the not so the... beautiful faces right <laughs> i got my dad's looks not my mom's <laughs> right <laughs> hey seriously though thanks for having me guys it's a ton of fun and i appreciate you both thanks for coming buddy. yeah yeah th- thank you guys thank you guys for listening again uh share with your friends and uh we will catch you next week see ya bye bye